What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Today we're talking about the best draft strategy you can implement with a late first round pick this season. I'll go over three different builds you can start off with that way you're prepared no matter what value you face at the end of round one. So at the end of round one, you're probably going to be looking at Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Devonta Adams, Garrett Wilson at wide receiver, and then some combination of Chubb, Saquon, and Jonathan Taylor at running back. Kelsey, very likely off the board, and then we're not considering a quarterback with either our late first round pick or our early second round pick. So my advice would just generally be draft a top player in whatever rankings you're using. If you're using my rankings, your own rankings you created, someone else's rankings, doesn't really matter. Whoever the top player is, trust that, go with that, draft the top player. One bit of strategy that does come into play here is, well, we're at the turn. And so if we assume that we're in a 12-team league, and let's say we're at the number 10 pick, there are only going to be four picks that go by between that pick and our next one. It's going to be 11, 12, and then the turn's going to happen, 13, 14, we're going to be there again at pick 15. And so what we do want to do is play the ADP game. That is simply when we look at each player's ADP and we try to get the two best players that we can. So for example, let's say we're drafting from the number 10 pick and let's say you have Nick Chubb ranked right ahead of Stefan Diggs, but you know that Stefan Diggs has an ADP of nine and Chubb has an ADP of 15. Well, there's almost no way that Stefan Diggs will end up being there at pick 15. But if his ADP is, you know, 15th, Chubb has what, like a 55, 60% chance, maybe even a little bit higher of being there at pick 15. So instead of just saying, well, I'm going to take the top ranked player and taking Nick Chubb, knowing you're not going to get Diggs in round two, well, why not take the top ranked player that you know will not be there at your next pick? And that's the benefit of having an early or late first round pick is you're kind of like more easily able to do that because it's not always going to be successful, but it's a lot easier to be successful doing that if, you know, there's only four picks between that one and your next one. You can be a lot more accurate in saying, who do I think is going to be there? Whereas if you always have, you know, the number six pick in the draft, there are a lot of picks that go by between your pick and the next one every time. Now, there's going to be a lot that go by between our second and our third round pick, but I think my biggest bit of advice is take the top-ranked player you know will not be there at the next pick. So even if you have to reach one, maybe two spots in the rankings to secure that player, if you know that the people you're reaching over to take that player are going to be there after the turn in round two, it's probably a good idea to, again, play the ADP game and take the player that you know won't be there next. So knowing that, here are three potential starts that you can make with a late first round pick. Team one is drafting from the number 10 pick. They're going to do Diggs and then Nick Chubb. Team number two is drafting from the 11 pick. They're going to take Saquon and Garrett Wilson. And then team number three is drafting from the 12 pick. They're going to take CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown. The third round is where... Um, I believe the negative impact of having a late first round pick is most felt because you can't really tell that much once you get into the later rounds. Value is all kind of jumbled at that point, but it's really felt in the late third. Uh, people ask me all the time, you know, where is the best spot to draft from this season? 
And my answer this season uh, is like the early first round, I think, since you do lock up just a truly elite player, but also you are guaranteeing you're getting two studs in rounds two and in round three with a late first round pick. You are getting two phenomenal players in the one-two term, but you're not getting, you know, a top five player. But then really, there's a drop-off in round three, uh, at least in my eyes. I think 29. I think there's a like 29. We can call them tier one players this season. If you look at different sets of rankings, you're gonna see like depending on how many tiers people make, different number of tiers there. But I would say there's 29 truly elite players this season. And so when you have a late first round pick in a 12-team league, which is what we're kind of simulating in this video, you know, you're picking between like 34 and 36. And so sometimes when you have picks, you know, 30, 31, 32, one of the top 29 players can fall to you. But at 34 to 36, it's much less likely that happens. And so it just hurts a little bit kind of being one of the first to be drafting from the second tier of players. And that is why I'm a pretty big advocate for Mark Andrews in the late third round. If you can get him, I have him ranked 26th in half PPR leagues. And so I would even be comfortable taking him in the mid third round. But I love him in the late third round because, you know, it's, even more unlikely that you get an amazing value at running back, at wide receiver. You likely just missed out on Mahomes, Allen, Jalen Hurts, and you'd prefer to not immediately start taking that next tier of quarterback because that's definitely a worse value than the people who just got them, you know, in the mid third round. And so you're in a range where you have to make two picks pretty close to each other, but you just missed out on that last like top tier. Of players and so our team from uh, the number 10 pick that went Diggs and then Nick Chubb they're gonna take Mark Andrews I'm gonna simulate that team um, you know just like saying that Mark Andrews fell to this spot and we're gonna take him there uh, we're gonna draft the other two teams operating under the assumption that Mark Andrews was not available again if he were available I would take him on all three teams here so here are the two picks um, honestly I don't love running back at the end of round three. Um, maybe um, Derrick Henry, uh, Josh Jacobs, Stevenson, maybe one of those three uh, falls to at the end of the third round. Uh, I would definitely draft one of them. I would say that's unlikely. I don't really think that's going to happen. And so you do kind of see a pretty big drop off from those three into this next grouping of running backs. And it never feels fantastic drafting, you know, the first player in that kind of new tier. And so if you're not going with Mark Andrews, I would suggest drafting a wide receiver in the late third round and really just taking your favorite that is still available. I'm going to take Debo Samuel on our two example teams. So we've got Diggs, Chubb, Andrews from pick 10, Saquon, Garrett Wilson, Debo from pick 11, and then CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, and Debo Samuel from pick 12. That gives us one tight end early start, one hero RB start, and then one team that's starting off RB0 but will not finish that way. Again, my criteria if you're going to do um, an RB0 build is that you're either in a full PPR league, this example is half PPR, or you're in a league, um, and ideally and, but or you're in a league where you can start uh, at least four wide receivers. I'm going to simulate this under a normal build that is two wide receivers. In round four, um, we're starting to think a lot more about how our team looks when making every single pick. Uh, our tight end early team is obviously not going to draft a tight end. We went running back, wide receiver, then tight end. And so in the early fourth round, we're going to take whatever running back value is available in that spot if it's available. And if not, we're just going to lean towards wide receiver. Uh, on the hero RB start, 
we're kind of doing the same. And then the RB0 start, honestly, we're almost forced into taking uh, just basically the top running back. And that's kind of the danger of starting off with three wide receivers under a format where you definitely do not want to go RB0. We could technically draft a fourth wide receiver. And we can do that if like, you know, there's an amazing value. If you get to that pick at the turn and you're like, I know I started off with three wide receivers, but this is a wide receiver that usually goes in like the early third round and you just have no clue how they're still available in this fourth round pick. Sure. Do it and then just hammer the running back position after that and just avoid wide receiver for a very long time. But ideally, you don't do that, right? You don't start drafting your bench before running back, quarterback, and tight end, right? That's now three positions that you are avoiding drafting so that you can have a really strong player on your bench. That's not fantastic. It's fine to do, and you're going to see we actually kind of do it in our hero RB team. Um, But that's because we're not avoiding it. For three positions, we're only saying, okay, I think, you know, I can maybe double dip a tight end late. I think maybe I can find a quarterback late, but we're not also saying those two things and saying I'm also going to avoid the running back position. It's just too much of you pushing all three off. So we definitely want to lean towards running back in that build. So we're going to take Gibbs on the tight end early team and the three wide receiver team. And we're going to take Amari Cooper on the hero RB build. In round five, we had been taking Justin Herbert in the last two videos. We went over strategy from an early and a mid first round pick. It's a little bit less likely he's available uh, in this one because we have a late fifth round pick. And so we're going to wait a little bit longer in this video for quarterback. On the tight end early team, Arlene is absolutely wide receiver. We only have one through four rounds. Uh, and then the other two, Arlene is definitely towards the running back position. Um, each of these teams only has one running back, and we do know that ideally you want to leave round five with two running backs, and then again, it's the opposite on that first team where we only have one wide receiver. We would ideally like to leave round five with two wide receivers, so really just like evening out these teams is what we would ideally like to do, um, but I'm going to show you one build that isn't able to grab that second running back, um, so we're going to take a fourth wide receiver on the hero RB start, um, basically just simulating like you started off hero RB, you're comfortable avoiding the running back position, but then, you know, wide receiver just keeps becoming a value. Maybe people are being really aggressive early with running back just to show you how your team would end up if you had to avoid running back a little bit longer than you initially planned. So through round five, the teams are going to be at pick 10, Diggs, Chubb, Andrews, Gibbs and Mike Williams from pick 11, Saquon, Garrett Wilson, Debo, Amari Cooper, and Mike Williams. And then from pick 12, CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Jameer Gibbs, and Damian Pierce. In round six, again, remember, we didn't go with Justin Herbert in any of these builds. And I think if you miss out on the top tier quarterback, you miss out on Herbert. I think Trevor Lawrence is a really, really good quarterback to attack. Uh, he made fantastic strides going from year one into year two. I think he can have a true breakout season in year three. We also know that like, you know, quarterback early, quarterback middle has been very successful in recent years. And we're going to have to compete with the teams that have Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Lamar, Burrow, Fields, Herbert. Like there are seven really, really, really good top tier quarterbacks this season. And I think that if like you're avoiding that range, 
you basically have to take someone you think can enter that range, right? They can outproduce their ADP and can, can compete with those quarterbacks. Um, I think that Trevor Lawrence has the best chance of doing that. And so I really like drafting him after that range is over. Unfortunately, and I think this is a great example of you know why it can hurt you to go too heavy into one position. I think our team that only has one running back through round five needs help at running back, right? I mean, I, I think that team can be really hurt if in round six we go with Trevor Lawrence and we risk not even getting, because we don't know what's going to happen in the future, maybe not even getting running back in round seven. I think we're just, we're putting too much, um, too much weight basically on Saquon and asking him to do too much on that team to where I think we really do need to go with another running back at that spot. Uh, so I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence on the other two teams, and then I'm going to have that team take their second running back in Cam Akers. Then for the rest of the draft, um, it's really just about evening out the roster. Take notice of where you spent the most draft capital, not necessarily being like, oh, I have three running backs, three wide receivers. Well, where did you take them? Did you start off with those three running backs and then three wide receivers? And so you have way more draft capital spent at the running back position. Just try and even out draft capital. So if you spent a lot early at running back, let's say, well, maybe you want to end up with more total wide receivers. And then the flip side, you start off with a lot of wide receivers. Well, maybe you want to end up with more total running backs. You take notice of where you spent that draft capital, even everything out. Uh, so I'm going to show you how I finished each of these builds on the screen now. But for those of you listening on Spotify, Team 1 from Pick 10 has Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, Chubb, Gibbs, Javonta Williams, and Khalil Herbert at running back. Diggs, Mike Williams, JSN, Elijah Moore, Skymore at wide receiver, and then Mark Andrews at tight end. And um, honestly, I think this was my favorite among these three. Team two, pick 11, that has Geno Smith at quarterback. So that one had to wait a little bit longer, remember, because we drafted Saquon, but then we had a ton of wide receivers in a row, and we kind of had to go back to running back. So again, Geno at quarterback, Saquon, Cam Akers, Dave Montgomery, Khalil Herbert at running back, Garrett Wilson. Debo, Amari Cooper, Mike Williams, Dotson, and Skymore wide receiver, and then no tight end yet. And so this is a team where I would suggest double dipping late at the tight end position, uh, since we know that if you don't take a tight end earlier middle, it is optimal to take two of them late. And then I'd also suggest taking uh, a second quarterback late, uh, especially like this team is so dominant wide receiver, you don't really need to spend late round picks on wide receiver. And so in the later rounds, I grab a backup quarterback. I grab two tight ends, and I probably just spend the rest of the picks at running back. Then team three, pick 12, has Trevor Lawrence quarterback, Gibbs, Pierce, Montgomery, and Khalil Herbert at running back, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Elijah Moore, Skymore at wide receiver, and then Darren Waller at tight end. I think if I took Waller, I probably would not take a backup tight end. So those are three teams that you could draft with a late first-round pick. I'll show on the screen now all the teams we've drafted as part of this three-week series. I'll keep it up for a little bit so you don't have to like pause the video or anything. Uh, I'm also going to post this image for free on my website in case you want to download it uh, to your computer, to your phone, whatever. Uh, just have that as a reference at any point. I want to reiterate that this series is much, much more about strategy overall than it was specific players. My rankings will be constantly updated for the latest news. And so I'm going to have differing takes on players as we progress through the summer, and especially as ADP's change, value is going to change as well. But overall strategy, you know, the strategy we talked about in these videos, that's not really going to change as 
much, right? The structure of these teams won't change as much as the players could as we get reports throughout camp and things like that changing ADP. So again, you can download this image on my website for free if you want it. Um, I'll have it under like the draft content tab on the site. And if you want to see, you know, any more of my draft strategy content, player rankings, projections, team grade calculator, um, you know, league winners data, machine learning models, trade calculator, all that stuff and more, uh, you can find that on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. And if you want to keep seeing all my free content, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel or on Spotify. I'll have a video posted every single day from now until week one. Then, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.